He's a well-respected high school football scout, known for his unpopular opinion and brash commentary. The coach, Keith Miller. They bring you the transparent truth. The world's number one source for high school football recruiting news and interviews. The transparent truth. <laughs> welcome, welcome. You're now listening to the transparent truth. It's your boy, Coach Keith. As always, Intercom Studios, Miracle Mile, Maslin, and Wilshire. Doing it big here, recording live on a Tuesday. Excited about today's show. Short show. Again, I'm not trying to give you anything long and drawn out. Short show. Uh, got some recruiting news. Some guys hitting a couple of first offers. Going to tap into that a little bit. Got Sleeper of the Week, who I really, really like. Um, talk a little hot takes. Some coaching movement. Kobe Tribute. Um, D-Wade Documentary. How about Alabama, longtime Alabama strength coach Scott Cochran moving over to University of Georgia and becoming an on-field position coach? That's a very interesting dynamic. Um, so got some hot takes, got some thoughts I want to share, and um, hopefully you guys get something out of it or it, or it sparks a thought in your brain. You know, who knows? But I got some hot takes. So um, that's going to be the show for today. Again, uh, some recruiting news coming up here shortly. Uh, we got our sleeper of the week. And then uh, we got some hot takes from across the country. All right. For right now, let's get into our recruiting news. The Transparent Truth Recruiting Report. Our recruiting news for the day. Don't have a ton. Got just a couple of offers out this week. How about uh, Pro Football Hall of Fame Academy, World Bowl, National Combine MVP from the Northeast High School out on in Pennsylvania. Athlete Shoes Brinkley got a big offer from Marshall. Shout out to Shoes. Um, he's a baller for sure. And uh, he can play receiver, he can play DB. Marshall's after him. I know he's got probably 10 plus offers already. And uh, I'll expect that offer list to grow. Shoes is a big time player. Somebody's going to get a gym. Um, even though he doesn't have the you know prerequisite you know size and measurables. He's a dynamic athlete and a big time football player, and I got I I have to believe he's going to make an impact on somebody's program here down the line. Uh, coming out of the Southern California area, how about quarterback Chaminade High School, 2021 Jalen Henderson, the lefty who 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 led his team. I believe they went to the semifinals in Division Two. I want to say this past season, and Jalen had a big big performance. Um, in the playoffs, not a big performance. I think he had multiple big performances in the playoffs. But he gets um, San Diego State out in the Mountain West, and also San Jose State. Uh, so two big time offers for Jalen. Uh, I've been a believer in this kid from the first day I saw him. First day I got a chance to meet him and his mother, and uh, I think it's only gonna continue to get bigger, and and the offers will get you know more prestigious. As this offseason rolls along and as the season rolls in, this kid is not um, your normal high school quarterback. And I say that in the in the scope of he hasn't been held back a year, right? He hasn't been held back two years. This is a young kid who's just scratching the surface on what he's going to develop into. He has a special leadership for the game, a special leadership quality. He's got a high level of intangibles and integrity. Not to mention, he can throw the ball, he can run the ball, and he he's just barely getting started 
or what he will be able to do. I still think there's a lot of development that needs to occur in his game. But Jalen is a kid, I think, who has a high ceiling. And I think his best years are still in front of him. In contrary to a lot of other quarterbacks who've been held back one, two years, their best years might be now or might even be behind them. I think Jalen is a guy that's got a big ceiling. So shout out to Jalen, two Mountain West offers. Uh, let's move along. How about uh, El Monte athlete Davon Booth? Got a big San Jose State offer. Uh, shout out to El Monte High School, Davon. Big time running back, defensive back. San Jose State and those boys over there at Spartan. Spartan up. Going after El Monte athletes. So congratulations to him. And then how about 2023 tight end Sean Grayson, La Mirada High School. Uh, I believe Sean is 2023. Might be 2022. Um, Colorado State offer spoke with Coach Adazio, who recently got the job there in uh, at Colorado State, and they offer Sean. Sean's a, a big time prospect, six three, about two fifteen, plays tight end. He's athletic. He's got soft hands. He can make people miss after he gets the ball, and he's tough to bring down in the open field because of his size and his running ability. So uh, I think it's a good fit. It's a good fit for an offer and a young kid who's looking to um, put, get more offers on the table. So shout out to, uh, to Sean Grayson over there at La Mirada High School. And uh, that pretty much does it for my recruiting news. Uh, congratulations to all these young fellas who are getting offers. Remember, offers mean they're interested. You can't sign an offer at the end of the day. You can only sign to one school at the end of the day. So uh, find your fit and move accordingly. It's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's time to move along. It's time for my Sleeper of the Week. It's time for our Sit and Sleep Sleeper of the Week. Really want to thank our guy, Larry Miller. He's allowing us to showcase unknown prospects that need to be brought to the spotlight. Larry is all about family and community, and his support is helping to change the lives of young players across the country. Each week, young men are getting scholarship offers after being featured on this show. So thank you, Larry. When we have business and a man that is really interested in the community, we need to show our support right back at him. Sit and Sleep is the only place that offers advanced sleep technology. Greg? Body diagnostics. That's five-star stuff. This is high-quality stuff. Lay down on a mattress, and within seconds, thousands of sensors can help you find the absolute right mattress for you. Wow, within seconds? Seconds. Man, that's awesome. Sit and Sleep. They'll beat anyone's advertised price or your mattress is free. Appreciate you, Larry Miller. Thank you, Larry. All right, my sleeper of the week this week comes from the Santa Barbara area. Santa Barbara area where not a ton of athletes, but they play some really good football. Really good fundamental football. They got some good coaches out there. Uh, Bishop Diego High School. Bishop Diego High School, they got a linebacker. 6'2", 2'10", very active, very aggressive, very smart, high football IQ. Luke Knightley um, is a kid that plays outside. I think he might be able to play inside at some point down the line in his career. Uh, He's got a good feel for the ball. He's got really good instincts. I love his ability to run plays down from the inside out or box them in play with outside leverage he really does a great job using his hands to shed blocks and get off and make tackles but I love his ability to pass rush and drop in the passing lanes in zone coverage he's got ability on the edge to bend flatten out and make a play on the quarterback he's a strip sack guy loves to force fumbles in the backfield and then in the passing game, I love his ability to buzz the flats, understand the high-low action, really taking away the high throw, forcing the underneath throw, and driving on the football. He's a really good open field tackler. Again, he's aggressive. He's a good hitter. I like this kid. He's an athlete. 6'2", 210, Bishop Diego High School. College coaches, I know you're watching. 
Coach Keith's Transparent Truth Sleeper of the Week. All right, it's time to move along. Time for my hot takes of the day. Hot takes. We're talking uh, Colorado football. Of course, they lost their head coach. Mel Tucker wouldn't take the Michigan State job. In comes Eric Bieniemy, right? Just come off the Super Bowl as office coordinator. Former Heisman finalist at the University of Colorado. Former offensive coordinator at the University of Colorado. He drops out the job. Steve Sarkeesian, Alabama office coordinator. Interviews for the job. Drops out the job. University of Colorado selects former UCLA Bruins head coach and just recently former Miami Dolphins wide receiver coach Carl Durrell. Carl Durrell gets the University of Colorado job. Um, a lot of backlash from that decision from fans and alumni. Uh, a lot of people were vying for Darren Shiverini, who's a former Colorado wide receiver. And is now offensive coordinator, I believe, there and, and a really good recruiter. People were, were standing on the table for him to get the University of Colorado job, but it, he does not get it. Coach Carl Durrell, who took UCLA to five straight bowl games in five years before he was fired, gets the University of Colorado job where he was an offensive coordinator back in the Rick Neuheisel area. Excuse me, Rick Neuheisel era. He's back in Boulder and... I believe, you know, it was a it was a good pickup by Colorado. Um, could they have done better? Maybe, maybe not. But here's the deal. I knew Carl Durrell when he was at UCLA. He ran a clean program. Players respected him. He did things the right way. And he had mild success. Okay. Now, was he outwardly successful? No. I never thought he had a quarterback that could take him to otherworldly success. He never he, not, he never recruited one, right? Um, Rick Neuheisel recruited Brett Hundley, and he subsequently, you know, took the Bruins to 10 wins under Jim Mora. But I think if Carl Durrell ever had a quarterback that was really next level, I think he could have did some really good things at UCLA. Nonetheless, five straight bowl games in five straight years, got fired, was a wide receiver coach in the league. Dev- uh, Devontae Parker of the Miami Dolphins credits Carl Durrell for really helping him develop, understand defense, really helping him develop his overall game at the wide receiver position. Durrell, back in Boulder, now is the head guy. I think it's a good pickup for a CU. I really do. Um, but I think it's only a good pickup if Carl Durrell can surround himself with recruiters. Listen, I've long been a advocate of head coaches surrounding himself with relentless recruiters. Listen, you can coach a guy on how to coach. I can teach a guy on what I need him to coach. How to run a room. How to run a meeting. How to... What you can't teach a guy is how to recruit. It's either you have it or you don't have it. Carl Durrell needs a staff full of recruiters. But the first thing he needs to do is go get his number one recruit. His number one recruit, I think, in my mind, is his former defensive coordinator at UCLA, Dwayne Walker, who was primarily responsible for that big UCLA upset in 2006 over USC's Pete Carroll team, or, or Pete Carroll's USC team. I think Carl Durrell needs to go get Dwayne Walker, who's sitting around right now in Arizona, chilling out, 
just relieved of his duties from the Cleveland Browns job where the whole staff was fired. Dwayne did a great job. I've spoken to him recently. I think he's pretty content on just kind of chilling out for a little while maybe. But I think if Carl Durrell comes knocking, I think Dwayne Walker answers that door or answers that call. And I think he's headed up to Boulder to be the defensive coordinator and really develop a defense that can stymie some of these high-flying and, 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 and potent scoring Pac-12 offenses. So, Carl Durrell, your success is going to be directly reflected on the coaches that you hire, if they can recruit elite talent, and the defensive coordinator that you bring in to really hold down the fort until you can get you some big-time recruits in to help the guys that are already there. I mean, they already got a really good running back in Jaron Mangum. They've got some really good receivers coming in. Luminous Craig out of Inglewood, Brendan Rice out of Arizona. They've got some good things going. I just think they need to add to it. Okay? That's my take. Uh, moving along, Scott Cochran, Alabama strength coach from, I believe, 2007. He's been there, so he's been there, you know, 13 years, I believe, right? Um, I've been down to Alabama four or five, six times, and Coach Cochran is a main, he was a mainstay. He was one of the guys you look forward to saying hello to. You look forward to his antics uh, on, during during drills and warm-ups and all those things. And I know Coach Saban really loved him, and, and they were really close. But Kirby Smart, Nick Saban's former defensive coordinator, now head coach of the University of Georgia, hires Scott Cochran away by offering him an on-the-field position coaching job, which I think Scott Cochran would do great. I think he'll be a great, great recruiter. I think he'll be a great uh, position coach. And this is just what I said about Carl Durrell and his attempts to go hire guys. You got to get you some guys that's going to get you guys. Scott Cochran will help you get you guys. And I think he's going to be a really good on-the-field coach. And and, and, sh- and kudos and shout-outs to Kirby Smart doing a hell of a job bringing in elite coaches to recruit and coach these elite players that they're bringing in. Fantastic move by Kirby Smart. Uh, a really shocking, shocking blow to the University of Alabama program. I know right now uh, they're interviewing Coach Fail from Oregon to be their next strength coach who used to be at Alabama under Scott Cochran. But uh, I'm just very surprised. Very surprised that this happened. Didn't think Cochran would leave Bama. Didn't think he would leave Saban. But hey, the guy found an opportunity and uh, best of luck to him. Kirby Smart, masterful job of luring him away um, from your, your, your West rivals. You know, the SEC West rivals. So congratulations to those guys. Um, moving along, I want to tap into the D-Wade documentary. I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that ESPN D-Wade documentary. Lots of thoughts, but I think my take on it is uh, the pink elephant in the room is 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 the, the son who is now the daughter. And I can't help but to think the divorce from his first wife, the messy divorce and the lack of relationship that he had with his son, which is now his daughter, had to contribute heavily to the identity crisis that the young girl is having right now. I was in a, a, a custody battle as a kid. I know the type of effect it had on me. And I can only imagine um, a young kid who was having some identity issues and then having that instability and the lack of 
a father in his life consistently because of the messy divorce could only negatively affect the young girl. So um, that's my take on that. I don't want to get too much into it, but my take is I think the whole divorce, the whole Gabrielle Union, and the residue of all that mess gravely affected this young kid. And I wish it didn't happen, but we know life isn't perfect and people are going to make their own decisions. Things happen. uh, And I think there's some collateral damage there. Moving along, before I wrap this up, I want to talk a little bit about the Kobe Bryant tribute. Kobe Bryant, Gigi Bryant, and uh, Staples Center was packed, 20,000. It was so great to see so many people in attendance. Beyonce sung, Christina Aguilera sung, uh, Alicia Keys played the piano, played some Beethoven, which was phenomenal. I thought Michael Jordan's speech was really good. Talked about Kobe being a little brother. I know Mike does not get any credit for his speeches, and he probably doesn't do a great job with speeches. I mean, he is the greatest basketball player to ever live. I mean, you know, what standard are we holding him to? But I thought he gave a really good speech on Kobe Bryant. Talked about him being a little brother. Talked about how close that they were behind closed doors. Uh, Shaq was Shaq. You know, typical Shaq. Uh, I thought Vanessa Bryant showed amazing poise and strength, talking about her, her, her late husband, talking about her late daughter. Um, I thought Diana Taurasi was really good. I thought uh, Ionesca, Sabrina Ionesca from Oregon. I thought I, I really liked hearing about her relationship with Kobe and Gigi. And then I thought Gina Oriema was good. Um, I thought... You know, he he made us laugh. I thought he a little bit he made us cry a little. It was tough, man. I, I was, you know, uh my buddy Namdi texted me. He he and his wife flew down. They went to the deal. He texted me after he said, Man, it was it was tough in there. I mean, listen, who's who in the basketball world was there? A lot of celebrities I'm sure were there. And um it was just a very, it just opened up the wounds that I had. I thought I had already closed with the whole Kobe and Gigi tragedy. It was tough to watch, man. I mean, I almost cried a couple times. It was tough to watch. And knowing that I have a daughter and I I will do and will continue to do anything I can for her or any of my kids to, number A, you know, uh, chase their dreams, B, you know, push them towards that and then see, provide them an environment that they can be loved and be happy. It was just tough. It was tough to hear. But, you know, for the last time, Kobe, Gigi, we love you. We appreciate all you've done, Kobe, to inspire us. There probably won't ever be another Kobe Bryant. And I'm just talking that Mamba mentality. There'll be other great basketball players, but that Mamba mentality was something special. Kobe, you were something special. We love you. We thank you. And we know you're looking down on us, you and Gigi, from above. And we'll try to make you proud. It's your boy, Coach Keith. It's the Transparent Truth, the number one high school show in America. Signing off. There's a new sheriff in town. And his name's Reggie Hammond. Y'all be cool.